Welcome back to season two of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. We have a special edition for this season. We're going to actually do a two-parter, and we are going to introduce Pez. And in episode one, it's Kitchen Capers. And in episode two, we're going to do where a sandwich is not a sandwich. So G-Rex, what was your favorite part of this week's episode? Just the stories. I've never laughed so hard. I actually had to hold my head. I was laughing so hard. The two of you were like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I have to hold my head. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I mean, I definitely appreciate that you uh, reeled us in because I think we could have spent hours just reminiscing on our days in the kitchen and, and the moments that still traumatize us today. I almost had to go get a pee pad. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, well, I can't wait to have her back. Maybe season three, we'll, we'll have Pez back on to join us. And I don't know, we can talk more about the crazy kitchen world. It it was crazy. Like I worked in like McDonald's and Pizza Hut and a couple other kitchens, but your stories, man, bar none. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear about Mickey D's. We need to bring it no, back. No, no, you don't want to hear about Mickey D's because that's <laughs> bullshit. Okay, that got me through high school and into college. We we were good. Then <laughs> that's where it stays. And now, season two, episode one, part one: Kitchen Capers. <laughs> Uh, this is also a reminder that um, our episodes are pre-recorded um, because I'm going to be in Europe for three weeks. So if you hear my voice, I'm really not here. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, G-Rex. I love that. And I also love that you came up with the term kitchen capers. Yeah. Because well, I think you guys both have some good kitchen capers. Um, I don't have any good ones, but I'm going to be here to interject and um, kind of reel you guys in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll kick us off. So... My introduction into the kitchen world uh, probably started in high school. My very first job ever was Dunkin' Donuts. Shout out to yes. Double D's. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I did that in high school. And then after high school, I needed to figure out uh, what I was going to do with my life. And in my family, you had to go to college. So mm -hmm. jokes were on my parents because I was like, I'm going to go to Johnson & Wales University. And yeah. I'm going to get a... I'm going to get a bachelor in baking and pastry arts. Is that where you went? No. Can okay. I tell you, I applied yeah. and then shenanigans happened and I never went. They actually accepted me. It was like one of three places that I applied because college was not like a, it was a priority, but it was never really like, uh, it was like a goal to, to work towards, right? Eventually, maybe you would get into college, but I was like in my naivete of of my senior year and junior year in high school, I was like, I'm gonna apply to Johnson and Wales. The motherfuckers were like, "Yeah, come on, let's hang out." And I, and then I never went. So, anyways, keep going. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like a like I said, a shenaniganizer. No, 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 I love it. Uh, yeah, that was part of it, right? Was like, well, I don't want to go to like a traditional school. Mm. Um, but they came and they kind of did a spiel. And when I found out I didn't have to take my SATs to attend, I was like, <laughs> no brainer, bud. Like, slide me into that program. Um, so I did that. I did that for four years. I graduated with a bachelor's. So thought it was hot shit. Because um, mm, that is hot shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Bachelor's? I was like basically a doctor. 
Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I wanted my goal at that time was to work in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm. Shout out to Beantown. And I did. I applied to a hotel. It was actually in Cambridge. I won't say the name because it actually still exists. Yeah. But I applied to this hotel. I got hired. My first day on the job, the pastry chef quit. It had nothing to do with me. I promise. But I literally showed up to work and the head chef was like, hey, our pastry chef quit. Can you make all these things? Oh, for fuck's sake. And thankfully... Yeah, but thankfully, you know, Johnson and they did a good job. I was completely prepared. I was like, yeah, easy, creme brulee, done. So I, I was able to pick up and just kind of roll with it. So um, That's cool. Yeah. So how you were like, what, 22 at that point? Uh, Yeah, 22. I think that's right. Yeah, 22. Yeah. Damn, I can't imagine you at 22. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do you have graduation pictures of when you graduated Johnson Dude. and Wales? I'll tell you this because like I feel like, you know, we're here already. Oh no, um, we're best friends. It's fine. We were best friends the first time I heard your your dulcet <laughs> tones just be like, Hi, I'm dirty Skittles. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like I love G so much. I like she will forever be like entwined into the DNA of the, my life, right? But she brought me to Dirty Skittles and I was like okay <laughs> i love that it's so funny anyway so pic- so pictures yeah 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 so i do i have something super embarrassing i don't have it like to like just pull it out and show it to you because i pretend <laughs> i have like- email you can have my phone number you can have my facebooky i think i have an instagrammy too i don't know all the things <laughs> oh my god i just created a snapchat because somebody was like i only use snapchat and i was like you elitist person you wow snapchat only I know. Anyways, sorry. So, okay. So, I will give you all my contact information. Please. Yeah. Please, um, why are you covering your forehead? Because she's <laughs> like, what is... I can't, I can't stop laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you wear your pee pad? I did. <laughs> also, I need to go find one. I might have to get it. <laughs> just get one of the cat pads. It'll yeah, be fine. Just hover I'm over gonna... the litter box. You're going to be just... just... <laughs> okay, we're getting off topic. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah pictures i i have a really embarrassing there's a uh my senior year or yeah is it senior what what do you call it four years whatever they did the senior year of college yeah yeah who's gonna tell you no (laughs) somebody who's gonna write you an email that you could just delete it's fine my last year of college they did a program where we could be on pbs like a cooking show and just as an extra like we're not we're not there teaching people anything but I was an extra on this and they took a picture and it became like the PBS cooking show cookbook. And I'm legit on the cover, like 22 year old dirty Skittles, bro. So embarrassing. Is My mom, Googleable? if I could remember the name of it, <laughs> my mom bought all of the copies. Like I'm sure I could scrounge she brought all of the copies at our local. Can uh, she give one? Can you, can you get one? <laughs> and like, sign dirty it. Skittles. I need an autograph <laughs> copy. <laughs> oh my god it was embarrassing i mean it embarrasses me now no it was it was that was a time a time in my life but to go back to you uh g-rex yeah dirty skittles in her 20s that was that was a fun time because it's the peak of kind of my introduction to the cooking world Mm. and this hotel that i started working at was super scandalous in terms of like the staff we were all kind of the same age we were all kind of at the same points in our life which was 
we work hard, we play hard. Mm. And I was like a baby to that world. So I jumped so you got in an education real quick, jumped <laughs> yeah. into the fire, <laughs> started basically becoming like a stand in pastry chef. And um, I'll tell the one scandalous story that immediately comes to mind was, you know, when <laughs> the food service industry alone is really difficult. And when you work at a mm. hotel, there is no holiday, no day off because the hotel is always nope. open. So I did, God, I want to say it was like three or four months nonstop without a day off. And that tracks. Yeah. And uh, I was doing like 16 hour days or whatever. And so I finally come in at the end of this stint and I'm the first one there because pastry or always there before everybody else you're there at like three o'clock in the morning yep yep because mm-hmm, everybody like, gotta have that fresh breeze yep <laughs> at like you know the point in my life where i was like i'm fucking done with this i'm tired and i show mm-hmm. up and i'm getting my ingredients together for the bread and i need to go into the pantry so i go all the way down this hallway open the door and the lights turn on and at that time he was a sous chef and our front of the house manager mm-hmm. we're just having an intimate moment in the pantry oh just, sweet just in it and i yeah. thought to myself i could leave and be like sorry sorry didn't mean it right or i could just go and get like the cornmeal i needed and right. it was right underneath her leg <clears throat> and i was like excuse me and i just scooped up the cornmeal and i was like thank you and just walked right out and i was like dying laughing because i was just like i'm such a fucking bitch like i could have you know just backed out of that i was like no nah, i'm here i gotta make this bread. i made it all the way down this damn hallway yeah. <laughs> Look, I, i'm counting steps at this point <laughs> yeah yeah and that was that like that was like the first kind of crazy thing there was also you know some of the staff there had uh extracurricular activities that they would oftentimes bring with them to work <laughs> oh and absolutely yeah and there was times where there were uh powders on my bake top that i that were not flour that yeah. was another one and i was like <laughs> at this time i was like kind of innocent so i was seeing this stuff like what the fuck is going on like who are these people what are they doing and you just kind of have to you're like the only an- you're the yeah. only asshole in the whole place that has like a sanitizer bucket on your yeah. station yeah and I'm you're like, like sanitizing the shit off and people are like what are you doing yeah and i'm like why my table like i was i took everything super personal i'm like what the fuck like i'm just here making bread i got these people screwing in the back i've got like coke <laughs> on my table over here sorry producer you can edit that out i don't know if i'm allowed to say that you can say that and i'm like this is like the craziest industry and that sort of like kind of jump started like that actually ended up turning out to be one of my favorite places to work because it was just so chaotic and so just wild um but we all became really close and became best friends and yeah they're your best trauma friends trauma bonded friends bonding that's totally what it is it's totally what it is is that where you met bizzle no are you kidding (laughs) i met (laughs) i met bizzle at the well, I can say it because they're not around anywhere at the Peabody on International Drive. I was working in the bake shop. Bizzle was in IT. And I saw him one day. I was coming into work and he was out back smoking because he was like a cool kid, right? Like smoking cigarettes, freaking blue black hair, like gauged out ears, tattoos. And I was What's like, What's the matter Whoa. with blue hair? Nothing. I loved yeah, it. Okay. Like, I was like, This is yeah, you this guy, right? Like, this is everything I need in life. <laughs> Um, found out he was in IT based on his uniform, and I was like, "Well, we got a printer, 
and a computer. And so I would just start like unplugging stuff. And I don't know. I got I got to call IT to come down and fix my printer. But I didn't yeah, know his name. Are you sure that's all he was fixing was the printer? At that time, yeah. He had no <laughs> idea who I was. He was like, there's this weird girl that just keeps staring at me. So that's how I met Bizzle. He was a very, you know, well put together guy. So <laughs> you guys are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of guy you want to bring home to mom. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Basically. Hey, Pest, do you have do you have anything fun to to add to this? Uh, no, I'm a <laughs> terrible bore. So my but I can tell you about. So I'm the oldest of four children in the household that I grew up in. And so my dad was active duty and my mom was a waitress host. She was in the food service. Right. So I grew up kind of making dinners for my siblings because when dad was home, mom was at work. When mom was home, dad was at work. So, right. Like that was a, the space that I grew up in. And so like, you still had to feed the brother and the brothers and the sister. And then, you know, so I grew up cooking and then I have like memories of my, like my grandmother teaching me how to make the family donuts and then, and you know, how to make, um, sausage gravy and biscuits and like you know every saturday she'd make a big breakfast and like the aunts and uncles would come over and the the cousins would come over you know so like uh food is a big part of how i grew up right and well i guess it is for for a lot of families like like food is just like a part of their every family's culture right um and then, so I grew up and I was like, oh, I want to be a chef. I'm going to do culinary arts things. This is going to be amazing. I can't wait. So I applied to to like um, CIA and I applied to Johnson and Wales and I applied to somewhere else. I can't remember where. And Johnson and Wales replied back, like I said, and they were like, yeah, you can come be with us for a little while. And then shenanigans happen. Life goes on. And I didn't end up get to, getting to go. So uh, my first time in, uh, they were a steakhouse in a small, very touristy, upscale sort of um, space, right? And uh, I started... In, so it was like a May to October, September, well, Memorial Day to Labor Day, right? Season. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to do all the things. I'm a badass. I can do anything I want, right? Because you're 18 years old and you're like, I can take on the world. <laughs> and then you realize that you're going to be the fry bitch in between the char <laughs> across from the steam table next to... <laughs> the um stove and there's two fryers and there's 20 feet of steam tables and the char i mean if anybody knows what a char is it's the giant Mm -hmm. uh piece of equipment that uh humans with cajones of steel Uh stand in front of for i don't know eight to 23 hours a day just <laughs> grilling meats at 550,000 degrees, right? Like, it is hot, intense, right? And I'm a fat kid. I didn't even know what it was like to, like, sweat this much. And all I have to do, all I have to do is get the fucking french fries on the plate. 
right? <laughs> like French fries and, and fish portions because it was like a Friday night. I lasted three weeks. <laughs> I was a hot fucking mess. I was crying. I'm a crier anyways. Like, <laughs> like no, no, but it's my process. Like it, I get overwhelmed. I cry, I get mad. I cry, I get happy. I cry. I get, like it's just my my process. The things that I do. And so <laughs> I would I would drive home exhausted after a six hour shift because I'm you know mm -hmm. I, I don't know anything you go there at like four o'clock you prep it out you're you're just a body to fill a space at that point trying to get somebody to do the things right so that the char guy doesn't have to do the fries and the and yeah. the char and the gravies and right right I cried so much Aww. I like it was so much but then I realized I was like this shit is not for me this is <laughs> I know this is not for me, not a safe choice for my body, right? <laughs> so that was the first like paid job outside of high school that I had. Um, I did not, I found out that I did not have the cojones at 18 to do that. But when I was 16, I just remembered when I was 16, have it, has anybody, have you heard of chicken wing night? Uh, Sort of. Sort of. So we did you wing go Wednesdays. In, huh? We had wing Wednesdays where it was like, we're going to go in here and eat as many wings as we could consume. Right. Eggs. Yes. Yeah. Wing night. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So wing night. And my mom was like, we could really use some help at the restaurant. This is a very small, rural, um, tiny, tiny town. And like a home style restaurant. Right. And they're like, we really need help on Thursdays for wing night in the dishes. And I was like, uh, okay, let's try that. So they're like, we'll pay you like $6 an hour. Cause this is like 1996. Right. So that was like big cash for like a 16 year old who would like babysat. I babysat other kids. I made so much bank babysitting like <laughs> from 12 to 18 years old that the trauma that was chicken wing night and dishes <laughs> for chicken wing night just was like, I can only imagine the, uh, like, okay. You, so then you have like the grease mm -hmm. up your arms and then, and then there's just stacks because they just, the wait staff would just like stack, like they knock the, the crumbs and the big shit off. And then they just stack these platters of chicken of, of chicken wing sauce. And then you're like, Ugh. how am I supposed to get this from here to here? Because they don't teach you. Like, nobody tells you how to do dishes in a restaurant. <laughs> they just say, go over there, yeah. make those trash, nasty things sparkle <laughs> and pretty and something you can eat off of. Right? Nobody's like, you know, here's how you close a kitchen sink. Because it's different in a commercial kitchen sink than it is in your home sink. You just don't put the plug in. There's like, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like a hot tub of shit at the end of the yeah. night. <laughs> right. And then not even at the end of the night, you're like 10 Ooh. minutes in and you've got 12 platters that you've washed and there's no bubbles left like i swear to god i dumped a whole fucking thing of dawn into this tub <laughs> like a, a tub big enough for me to like fit my ass into right if yeah. i really wanted to yeah but but there's like i've done 12 plates and there's no bubbles and my mom when i was little and learning all the things at the house she was like if you don't have bubbles just drain it out and do it again so here I am draining it, draining it out and doing it again every 12 platters. 
And the the <laughs> the cook behind the line was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "The bubbles are gone." <laughs> Who gives a shit about the fucking bubbles? Knock the big shit off. Spray it with hot water. Throw it in the sanitizer. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about fucking bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then the guy's like, can you just, can you just go? Just go. We know we're good. <laughs> so yeah. So like from 16 to 18, I thought I had grown cojones. I did not. I had no, no testicles at all. It, they were, no. I mean, to be fair, they were very different learning opportunities for you. <laughs> you had the heat, you had the bubbles. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I right. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, one of the bakeries I worked at, the only time I think that I ever saw bubbles in the sink was if we had to like soak something. Mm. And we used to actually, and I, I'm pretty sure we like created, what is it? Mustard gas. If you mix the wrong chemicals, because we used to put yeah. like, yeah, bu- uh, bleach in yeah. ammonia or something like we that, legit right? would put like a cap full of bleach in like the <laughs> sink. And I, I don't know how we are here today. So. You know, somebody was looking out. <laughs> yeah, because we were smoking. That's true. Right? Getting air and in the back. there was no opportunity yeah. for any other gases and toxins to enter our, our lungs because we were smoking so heavily, just That's trying true. to get through the 14-hour days. Yeah, it was like the, the small little glimpse of hope that you would have. Just a little bit of relaxation. Go step outside, <laughs> see if it's sun up or sundown time. <laughs> Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit if you have to pee. Who cares about peeing? Like, like you got to take a shit, just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you get between me and my fucking cigarette, my seven and a half minutes of glory, I will fucking slit your throat. It's tr- like, I was like, I've, I've quit smoking now. <laughs> but I, okay, so here's another one. The reason why I can say that, because I did eventually grow some some balls, some kitchen balls. Uh, so when I moved away for like a long time and then I came back and I was a boy mom at that point when I had come back. I was, how old am I now? So I was probably like 34, somewhere in there, 33. And I'm like, I had put myself in a situation where up until that point, um, I lived very frugally. And I was a single mom. I am a single mom, right? So I didn't have to work a full-time job up until that point. But when I moved back down here, I moved in with my mom and uh, my son. And I had to find a job. That was a Monday through Friday. And I had to find a job that I could like do. He rode the bus. So I could leave after he got on the bus. And I, I had to get home before he got off the bus. My mom helped me find this job in a little cafe in, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to get around, because anybody who's going to listen to this who knows me is going to know where where I worked, but also I don't know how to describe. So there was a cafe in a building that was a unique community of humans, okay? okay. So I was hired to do dishes. I was hired to... Your most favorite thing to do. Oh my God. So many fucking bubbles. Can I tell you? I was like, you know what? (laughs) Bubble. This is what I have to do to be a single mom. This is like, this is my music montage. 
right? I'm going to do the bubbles. I'm going to be like Cinderella. Something's going to happen. It's going to be fine. And this is okay. So do the dishes. I prep out a salad bar. I want, you know, I stay in clean after everybody, make sure the trash is out and all the things, right? I'm getting processes down. I'm doing all the things. Uh, Then, oh no, I was going to say something. There was like a point to all this. (laughs) I just squirreled so hard. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Anyways, I'll just keep telling you the story and you stop me whenever you figure like, oh, yeah, this is why you were here. Kitty. Well, we started with the cigarette break. If that As, helps. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, this big cigarette break. Right. So. um, <laughs> So then this new company comes in and takes over this cafe in this special space. Then uh, they hire me to do the same job, do the dishes, prep the salad bar, clean, you know, do the floors, clean up, whatever fine they're gonna pay me like 50 cents more than the previous place they're still gonna give me the same hours i'm here for it let's do the damn thing day one of the new opening uh their deli lady doesn't show up so the executive chef was like can you stand here be a body and just make buffalo chicken wraps he's like you can do so i'm like oh okay sure uh I'm like, at this point, there's not much front of house or customer facing experience that I've had. I did a little retail. I worked at the old FB, Um, you know, plus size clothes for humans. (laughs) Uh, So that was fun for like a little while. Uh, I met my first ex-husband there. That was fun. Anyways, that's another story. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I will do the fucking thing and hope to God I don't, you know, Fuck it up too bad. Or poison somebody. Right? Worst case scenario is I go back to... No, I wasn't poisoning anybody because I didn't prep any of the food. So if I was poisoning somebody, it wasn't my fucking fault. There you go. Right. So um, I was like, worst case scenario, I go back to doing dishes. No big deal. So I get through the first day and I'm just like, hey, <laughs> sorry, I'm usually the one who does the dishes in the background, but uh, I'm here. So let's make some beautiful, sexy sandwiches. <laughs> and everybody be, was kind of like, huh? I would be so and the stoked. Executive sh- what? I would be so stoked if I was your customer and you were like, let's make some sexy. I was like, fuck yes, let's do it. <laughs> right, right, right. Some fucking sexy sandwiches. But like, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of, person i wanted to be like with my customers like like here we are no matter how we got here or what (laughs) we were doing before this we're here now let's feed your soul and feed Mm -hmm. your guts and that concludes episode one part one tune in next week for part two it's okay to be not okay just make sure you're talking to someone